0: Before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that Peach Dish has a really special promo code for you that you could get $15 off your first order, and that promo code will be at the end of the episode, so enjoy.
1: You're listening to, no, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Roux Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring,
0: entertaining, real. The Heidi Roux Show. Today on the Heidi Rue Show, I have Judith Winfrey with me, and she is the president of Peach Dish. Now, if you're like, what is Peach Dish? I'm about to tell you. So Peach Dish is a meal delivery service. It is based here in the South, in Atlanta, but then you've got some ties to, I believe, North Carolina as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And she joined in uh, 2014, and she really took Peach Dish from a startup to a really thriving business that is doing some amazing things. Not only that, If she didn't, she she wasn't already busy enough with all that. She also co-owns Love is Love Farm with her husband, which is an organic farm. It's got 150 plus member CSA. Is that Mm -hmm. right? And you also sell sell to local restaurants. You could just hear my um, Southern just coming out there. (laughs) Sale. I love it. So welcome, Judith, to the podcast. Tell me a little bit, because I know a lot of people hear about meal delivery services. I mean, they are a big thing these days. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes Peach Dish different than other meal delivery services?
1: Well, simply put, we are a meal kit service that was built by people who really care about food. Mm. I have a background in agriculture. Many of the people on my leadership team come from the restaurant world. We really care about how food tastes, how the recipes come together, the quality of the ingredients. We're not... A bunch of Harvard MBAs trying to take a tech startup to IPO, which is how a lot Mm. of the other meal kit companies started. Um, We're also, as you said, we're in the South. We're based (laughs) in Atlanta. We do ship nationally, but we have a Southern accent. Our ingredients are Southern. Our recipes are Southern. They're not heavy-handed Southern. We're really trying to reflect a new evolving South, like the one that we all live in, where Mexican food is a part of the weekly routine, Vietnamese food is common. Um, So those are two of the ways that
0: we're Mm -hmm. different. Yeah. And where do you get your food from? Because that's a big difference as well
1: than a lot of these other meal delivery services. Absolutely. We started, from the day that I started, we really tried to build relationships directly with small and mid-sized farmers around the South. Mm. The reason is that food is fresher, it's grown with more integrity, it tastes better, it's better for you, and we wanted to be able to give the highest quality ingredients we could to Mm. our customers. So we buy the majority of our food, about 95% of our food comes directly from small and mid-sized growers and food producers around the South.
0: Wow. So a lot of your recipes reflect the seasonal offerings. So Mm -hmm. the seasonal things like fruits and veggies that are in season, which I think is so cool. Yeah. That's great. And some of your recipes, or I guess all of your recipes... I was looking – so if you go to the Peach Dish website, you can look on, like, the team, and you and you pull it up. And it is this long list of all these people that create these recipes for Peach Dish. They are some of the best chefs in Atlanta, first of all. When I was reading that list, I was like, wait, what? That is amazing. These these have got to be good dishes because you've got such a great team. So how do you – I mean, how did you curate all of the, the great chefs to be able to create – Recipes for you guys?
1: Well, a lot of it is about relationship. As Mm -hmm. I said, I worked in agriculture and then I went and worked in fine dining for a while. Um, Many of my team members worked in restaurants and in fine dining and we really want to tell the story of food that's happening now in the south and so we do a series called a guest chef series and we reach out to great chefs around the south and a lot of times the inspiration comes from eating in the restaurant like a great story Mm. about that is, I was When Zeb Stevenson was still the chef at Watershed Mm -hmm. on Peachtree, I was in Watershed and I got their chicken and dumplings and they were so good. And then I started talking to people about how good the chicken and dumplings were (laughs) at Watershed. And it was like there was this consensus. Everybody was like, yeah, they're really good. Why are they so good? They're like better than chicken and dumplings anywhere else. Anywhere else, yeah. So we reached out to him. We were like, we want to try to recreate your chicken and dumplings in a meal kit so people can cook it at home. Wow. And this wasn't part of my intention, but like a happy coincidence was that I learned the secret <sighs> of the chicken and dumplings at Watershed from Zeb Stevenson. And if you want to learn the secret, you're going to have to buy, <laughs> to <them> buy the <laughs> <at> kit <laughs> peachdish.com.
0: <laughs> that is so awesome. I bet you know all kinds of food secrets. Well, it's interesting
1: <laughs> you say that. I've really learned a lot. You yeah. know, when I started with Peach Dish, I thought need a meal kit. My husband is a farmer. We've got food all around us. I know how to cook. I've grown up around food. My mom was a caterer. Um, But it's really, I've learned a lot about technique and about ingredient combinations. Um, And it's definitely made me a better cook, whether I'm cooking with or without a meal kit. So yeah, I mean, I've learned lots of tips and secrets and... um, It's fun to explore. I didn't even think that that could be a result of
0: ordering meal delivery kits is that you actually become a better cook because you're learning all these great techniques for people that already have it laid out for you, which is great. And you probably pick up a lot along
1: the way. Oh, for sure. And because we write our recipes seasonally, Mm -hmm. this is another sort of benefit. So you can get one or two meals for the week that from Peach Dish and they're written around seasonal ingredients and then you can go to the farmer's market and you can buy those ingredients from farmers that you love. You can recreate the dishes. You Mm -hmm. can improvise like a riff on that dish that you already made. I think it makes you, it definitely makes you a better cook. Mm.
0: One of the things that I noticed about Peach Dish that (laughs) I haven't seen from other meal delivery services is that you also offer like dessert recipes too, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. I think there was an apple crisp on there, a chocolate lava cake. Mm -hmm. Um and then also Peach Dish offers these premium meals. Um which is great because if you're having like a dinner party and you're like, "Ah, what do I cook?" and or if you're just so busy and you're like, "I want to have people over." Well, you can order this premium meal kit, and you mm-hmm. can make this delicious ribeye. I mean, it looks beautiful, too. Um, so you can get the idea of how to spread it out on the, the plate, and all the hard work is done for you, but you still that get that nice home-cooked meal feel to
1: it. Yeah, and you get the joy of putting the food together, right. whether you're doing it just for you and your family or whether you're having guests over. Mm-hmm. I do use Peach Dish Meal Kits for entertaining a lot. It does. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of the stress and pressure out of it. Mm -hmm. Everything you need is at your house. You just put it together. You don't have to worry about planning it. You don't have to worry about going to the store. (laughs) You don't have to worry about forgetting the thing that – I always do that when I – I'm shopping yes. for Thanksgiving or whatever. Yep. I'm always... How many times do you have to go yeah. back to the store because you forget something? <laughs> exactly. So you don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. You just put it together. It's really fun.
0: And I love, too, that you'll know exactly how many servings there are because that, that is my downfall. And I even... I mean, I know, I, I know how much to... to to kind of estimate in my head, but I always do more. Like I'm always like, no, but what if they want seconds or what if they want two steaks and then I have to get, so I end up with way more food than actually we need. Yeah. Um, so that's great too, to be able to have those servings and know exactly how many.
1: Well, and make. it's interesting too. I've not thought about it this way until you said mm-hmm. that, but I think we all sort of struggle with knowing how much is enough, mm. you know, how much is enough. And we want, especially when we're entertaining, we want to be hospitable. We want to have a gracious place. Plenty. And it is nice to have somebody else, an expert, we have a nutritionist on staff in addition to our chefs, and to have someone say, this this should be enough. This mm. should be enough for four people. We follow, um, f- for most all of our meal kits, we follow the um, American Dietary Guidelines, okay, which includes four ounces of protein for dinner, mm-hmm. which is not... The amount of protein that most that people most are used people. <laughs> to eating, and we get comments. You know, yeah. people are like, "That was not enough chicken." Well, that's, that's all you need. That's that is enough, actually. Mm. Yeah, that is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: bet we do eat so much more. So, where did the idea for peach dish even come about? Now, it was already started when you mm-hmm. came on board, right? So, yes. how did that
1: how did that develop? My business partner, Hadi mm-hmm. Irvani, started the business. He um, he has family in Europe and sort of a world traveler and had seen meal kits happening in other places and then started to realize that they were happening in New York. And he, he wanted to try it. He has an e-commerce background, um, didn't know a whole whole lot about food or the food business. So about a year in, I had run into him when he was about to start the company and he told me what he wanted to do. And I was so cynical. I really oh yeah. I was like, that's a real bad idea. No one's gonna buy food and (laughs) mail. I just don't think you should do that. And then I saw him a year later and he had started it and it was going and he also said like food is really hard. I need your help. Can you come help me with Mm -hmm. the food? So that's how it – and I – you know, in that year, I went from cynicism to a real curiosity because mm. I saw that people were changing the way that they bought food and that e-commerce was starting to, to take over grocery, mm. the thing that nobody ever thought would happen. Right. And to me – it represented an opportunity to bring small and mid-sized farmers into the digital economy in a way that they could manage i mean farmers are so busy it is such mm-hmm. a hard job they don't have time to figure out technology and yeah. e-commerce and everybody wants to make everybody wants to make money off everybody but sure. when people want to make money off farmers it's baffling to me And so there were all these tech companies coming up that were like, we're going to give you an e-commerce solution for a farm. I'm like, they don't have $500 a month to spend on your e-commerce platform. Mm. So I saw Peach Dish as a way to try to help Mm -hmm. make that solution possible for farmers. So they could sell food digitally through a meal kit company like Peach Dish, like Mm -hmm. ours and hopefully have a bigger market, a bigger yeah. share of the market.
0: Well, that's actually something that I was going to ask you is because I think I always hear, you know, even like little snippets from documentaries and stuff about how it is so hard on farmers, especially now. Is that true? And is that how peach dish is? I mean, has peach dish really helped change some of those farmers' lives here in the South by doing this?
1: I mean, I like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the foundation of like, the answer to that question is farming is hard. Mm -hmm. Farming is hard no matter how big or small you are. You have a lot of um, competing issues that are out of your control at all times. The weather, pests, disease, things that really can't sometimes even be predicted. You know, Mm -hmm. you just, especially now with the weather, like, who knows what's gonna happen so like at the foundation farming is I think one of the most challenging and rewarding professions there is Hmm. the rewards come in doing something really meaningful like maybe the most meaningful thing. You're almost an alchemist, like you're taking a seed and you're turning (laughs) it into something that can nourish someone. That's incredible, right? But in addition to the challenges of farming, small farmers are small business people. So they have the same pressures that all small business people have right now, which is there are these big behemoth giants out there that are putting pressure on them to lower their prices and they're influencing consumer expectations around... um, what food is and Mm. what the value of food is so the answer to your question is yes it's really hard Mm. but it's also really important and it's Mm. essential um to our survival not just because farmers are producing food but also because farmers like small organic farmers are environmental stewards like they're the protectors of the ecosystem yeah and so i like to think that yeah. Peach Dish is having an impact. We did a study, you know, when we released our final numbers for 2017, we had supported 270 farmers and we had spent 1.6 million dollars with small and mid-sized farmers around wow. the South, mostly in Georgia. So, that feels like impact to me. That's huge. Yeah.
0: That is really, really cool. Thank you. And your background and and passion really comes <coughs> from your grandfather was a Georgia sharecropper, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, you have a farm right now, but it, how did that influence your passion for what you're doing now and, and Peach Dish?
1: I would say that my, my grandfather, who was the sharecropper, was on my dad's side, and my dad's side of the family gave me a love for the South and for agrarian and rural life, I grew up in Atlanta, but we spent summers at various relatives' farms and farmhouses. I didn't know my grandfather that well, but the stories that I got about him and about my father's life growing up, um, I would say more than a love of food, it gave me uh, a a love and a longing for justice Hmm. um, because a sharecropper doesn't really have a fair shake in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, But this love of food came through other things, Um, through my mom, who was a caterer, and through, you know, I think because my dad had grown up in agriculture, he saw treasures in little things, like the heart of a watermelon. You know, that was, like, the best part of the watermelon, (laughs) and he would always, like, carve it out and give it to me. It is the best part of the watermelon.
0: (laughs) It totally
1: is. Yeah, so I think, you know, I had little nudges along the way. My husband and I got interested in agriculture through food activism and justice work. Mm. And so it started with an organization called Food Not Bombs that does gleaning from grocery stores. And what's that? What's
0: gleaning from
1: grocery stores? Uh, So food that they're going to throw away. Okay, got it. That they can't sell anymore. The organization would take it and cook it and give it to the homeless. Like it's wow. really simple. That's awesome. Simple direct action kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And from there we started thinking about how food is produced and where mm-hmm. food comes from. We got interested in agriculture and then we got interested in agriculture as environmental stewardship and it just felt like, you know, if you want to do something with purpose. If you are a young person or even an older person who wants to have feel like they're having impact with their work, agriculture's A pretty solid way to go. It sure is. It can do so much. Mm -hmm. You came from that background
0: and it it seems like it started with a whole passion and you've taken that passion and now I mean you are like a president of a company.
1: I know it's so weird. Which is so crazy.
0: (laughs) So What were some of those challenges taking you from startup to now this thriving company who has helped, you know, over 200 farmers last year that you just shared? Mm -hmm. Uh, What were some of those challenges?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's challenges almost daily. (laughs) Um, I, I think after, so I farmed with my husband for two years, and then for various reasons, including the fact that we had a terrible flood and... It just felt like there was too much pressure on this farm to support us mm-hmm. if we both were there. Um, and that's, like, statistically, that's what happens all around the country. The majority, the overwhelming majority of farmers have a partner who provides off-farm income because it's that hard to make the numbers work wow. for farmers. And there's there are blessings that come from farming. Um, they're just not monetary very mm-hmm. often. Mm. So... I left the farm after two years, and I went uh, to work for a big restaurant group here in Atlanta, and I helped build the management structure and management team. I ended up becoming the COO of this organization. So I had had some leadership and management experience, and I had started to sort of fine-tune those skills. Um, So I felt you know, when I started with the business, I felt excited about being able to be the person who created the culture and uh, created the standards and the values and the missions and helped build that into the DNA of the business. So that was exciting. I mean, the challenges, though, are A, it's a really hard business. (laughs) We're shipping perishable food Mm. in the mail by third-party shippers, UPS, FedEx, small guys, big guys. And so once we hand it off, it's... You don't have any control over it. Yeah. We're sort of at the mercy of whoever's Mm -hmm. handling that box. And there's numerous challenges that come up there. You know, finding space. When we started, we were subleasing space. Uh, I moved a warehouse four times in three years. Wow. Yeah, but you know what was interesting is the first time I had to move a warehouse, I was completely overwhelmed, like secretly crying in the bathroom. Right, I'm sure. And by the second or third time, I was like, like, eh, "Eh, get a pallet jack, put everything on a pallet, (laughs) we got this. Rent a tractor trailer, not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Isn't that how it works, though? I mean, Mm -hmm. really, you know, the more stuff that comes at us, the more problems. After a while, you're just like, come at me. It doesn't matter. I got it.
1: (gasps) Well, sure. I mean, it does. Yeah. It builds your confidence and it builds your perspective. You're like, mm-hmm. I made it through the, I made it through the time the guy threatened to kill me and put <laughs> me in a dumpster. So I'm, I can make it. Wait, did that really happen? That really happened.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it was. was one it of a my customer? first days
1: at the job? No, it was one of oh our subcontractors.
0: I know it was nuts. I was like, oh. At that point, were you like, wait, why did I do this? What What am I doing?
1: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but it also like you know, when you, I knew I was in the face of a bully. Mm -hmm. And so it sort of, uh, it rallied me a little bit. Mm. I think I said, does it have to be a dumpster? (laughs) Could could it be a river? Yeah, the
0: river doesn't smell as bad. Yeah, I'd prefer a river. Thank you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A little more
0: peaceful going. (laughs) What is something that you feel like as far as a leadership quality for running this business? I mean, what would be one of that those qualities that you're like, this is what it takes to lead a team?
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, this gets talked about a lot, so mm-hmm. it's not like um, earth-shaking, but emotional intelligence. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a sense of empathy, a sense of self-awareness, um, really understanding who you are and trying to understand who other people are, I think, takes is a, a big piece of leadership. Yeah. And but underlying that something I've come to understand is consciousness. Um, really, trying to to have that self awareness, you really have to be present and in your own body and brain, right? Mm. And you can't be distracted by these unconscious things that are happening. Like you really have to be aware of exactly what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And to me, mm. um, meditation helps a lot with that. Yeah. So since I've started. Leading this team, I meditate every day religiously. Mm. If I can't do it before I leave the house, it'll be the first thing I do in the office, sometimes in my car.
0: Yeah. How do you stay organized? (laughs) What? (laughs) What is that?
1: (laughs) How do you attempt to stay organized? (laughs) Well, um, I do a big, I try to do a big sweeping clean of my office um, once a month. Sometimes that bleeds into once a quarter, but that helps. Um, Uh I'm doing this new time management technique where this was actually shared with me by my coach. Um, You devote 20 minutes of the hour to just the random stuff, like your email and all the little things. And then you try to block out 40 minutes of each hour for, like, the deep dive stuff that takes a lot of time. So... The tool that I'm using to do that is I got a little Alexa dot for my desk. So now I can just be sitting there and say, set a timer for 20 minutes. Set a timer for 40 minutes. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. I'm not doing it all the time. Yeah. But I am folding it into my daily routine, which helps. Mm -hmm.
0: That's really great because those little things um, interrupt our time. And so sometimes I just feel like, okay, okay. I'll do all these things before 12, and then afterwards I'll focus on the big projects. But those little things, they come throughout the day. <laughs> you know, They aren't just in the morning time. So I like that, being able to dedicate a little bit of each hour to that.
1: Yeah. Well, and the reason I got the dot, uh-huh. confession, is I was using my phone as uh-huh. a timer, and I found oh. that I was getting so distracted by my texts and by you know, what Twitter wanted me to look at yep. that I was like, I can't even bring my phone into no. this. No, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. When I can be most productive, I have to take my phone and put it either at the other side of the room or just in a whole other room yep. in general. So that is a really great tip. So I'm going to ask you another tip, but it's not about organization. You're probably like, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I love, I do, really do love gardening. Mm. Time, the time aspect is what's really hard. And more not necessarily time, but consistency mm-hmm. um, in, in tending, <laughs> tending my little greeneries. Um, but if someone wanted to kind of start a
1: garden, um, what are some tips that you would give them? Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. It is time consuming. And it's not just that it's time consuming. It's um, it's inconveniently time consuming, mm. right? Mm-hmm. so sometimes the a weather event happens that demands you respond to the garden right mm. um, and so my tip would be start small and if i if I were going to have a garden at home, I would have an herb garden. I okay. would have kitchen herbs because that's the thing that you don't need to buy a lot of. But it's so wonderful when you have fresh and like it can add so much. And herbs can be really beautiful. Mm -hmm. They can be pretty low maintenance. Most of them are perennial. So you plant it and then it sticks around. Um, That's probably what I would do. You know, my husband and I used to get such a laugh out of going to farmer's markets. And we would have this conversation with countless people. Someone would walk up to our table. They would balk at the price of our tomatoes. Like they were too expensive, right? Uh Like $5 a pound for tomatoes. And then that same person would tell us what a hard time they're having (laughs) with their tomatoes. Yes. And we were like, they're not easy. They're not easy. That's the thing. No, no. They're right. highly disease susceptible. Yeah. And then if you're growing them residentially, you gotta deal with squirrels. Oh rabbits. We have
0: so oh many rabbits that get our tomatoes. It's
1: like why why do we even try? <laughs> so my tip for tomatoes in a home garden uh-huh. is just grow cherry tomatoes. Oh they're okay. delicious. They are high producing. You can make salads with them. The one thing you can't make is that tomato sandwich. Mm. But I think it's worth the trade off yeah. because there's tomatoes are the heartbreaker. They're so hard. Mm-hmm. What kind of resources would you
0: recommend for people if they are looking to start a garden? Because I also feel like that's part of it is like, well, first of all, I'm a little overachiever. So I am like, oh, I want to garden. Oh, well, I love kale. Oh, I love peppers. Oh, I love this. So let's order this. Let's order that. And then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. How do I do this? So is are there any good resources that you would recommend?
1: Well, I mean, there's lots of great home gardening books out there. Uh Rodale is um, a publisher. They publish books. They publish magazines on organic gardening. I think that's a great place to start. In Georgia, there's Uh um, a statewide organization called Georgia Organics that does advocacy for organic agriculture in a bunch of different ways. They help farmers. They have farm to school programs and they have some home gardening tools and resources. Yeah. Another thing, Something about the way you said that made me think that you were ordering seeds from seed uh, catalogs. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was that a bad get, thing. No, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's just intense. You're it's like, intense <laughs> to get those seeds to sprout. I told you,
0: overachiever.
1: <laughs> <right here. laughs> so at our farm, Love Is Love, we mm-hmm. actually have a spring plant sale for home gardeners.
0: Oh. that is
1: huge yeah. and uh, wonderful. So mm-hmm. that's a great like find. A local farm that, I mean, preferably a local farm that's growing organically that Mm -hmm. you can get your seedlings from. And then you're two steps, maybe four steps ahead. Right. Okay. Because especially pepper, I mean... Do you know how much we have to coddle our pepper seeds to get them to sprout?
0: But I have to say, dude, it is kind of like on HGTV. You know what I mean? Like when you see that room transformation, you're like, oh, my gosh, it happened in like, (laughs) you know, five minutes. So, of course, I could DIY that bathroom reno. (laughs) It's the same thing with gardens. When you see these beautiful gardens and, you know, go to a farmer's market, you're like, oh, my gosh, this sounds so amazing. Let me just order
1: these seeds and it should be no problem, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those seed catalogs are so sexy. Like, when seed catalog Uh, time comes around, I'm like, oh, here we go. Because my husband's just in the seed catalog uh for weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they do make it look very easy. Mm -hmm. And maybe you had great success. All I know is that to get those pepper seeds to Mm germinate, we have a greenhouse. Inside that greenhouse, we have a hot box. So it's even hotter than the greenhouse. Plus, we put heating pads underneath the seed trays to create the super hot environment to get them to germinate
0: well those seed packets are still sitting in my drawer so I'll th- if that tells <laughs> no, you no. how that went here's your tip.
1: Here's your tip.
0: <laughs> okay so I want to know I was looking on peach dish and some of the dishes they look so good but what's been one of your favorite peach dish
1: recipes I'm not just saying this because I'm biased really they're all good I cook yeah. peach dish every week and every time we cook it I'm like this is good mm. this is really good I just made, we did a low country boil from Whitney Otaka, who is the chef at the Greyfield Inn on Cumberland Island. Wow. And it is pretty simple. With most delicious food, when you start with good ingredients, you don't have to do a lot to make mm. it great. But there are some little touches, like she does the smoked paprika butter with garlic that you pour on it at oh the my end. gosh. That was delicious yeah. and a great, entertaining meal. So I love that one. I've already mentioned Zeb's Chicken and Dumplings, but mm-hmm. really. So <laughs> really get it, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's cool about Peach Dish, too, is that you don't necessarily have to say, okay, I want X amount of meals per week or whatever, that you can just go on and pick your meals. Is mm-hmm. that right? So yeah. it's not like a monthly subscription.
1: It You just go and. Buy yeah, whatever you want. That's true. So we offer a tremendous amount of flexibility mm-hmm. is how we think about it. Um, you can become a subscriber. And if you are a subscriber, you are not obligated to weekly meals. But if you don't cancel... Or um, not cancel, but if you don't skip, then you will get them. You also can check out as what we call a guest, which means you will you will pay a little bit more for shipping, but you are under no obligation to make future pur- purchases. We don't hold any of your information. You can come and go as you please. And a lot of people choose that. Mm-hmm. We also have this marketplace um, that we, I, I don't know if we mentioned our, already or not. but And that sort of came out of a lot of our customers, especially our rural and sort of Peri rural or peri suburban, right? Saying, you know, I can't even find in my grocery store the quality of the food that you're sending mm-hmm. me. So, would you mind if I just added some steaks every week or chicken breasts or That's whatever awesome. those things are? So, we have a marketplace and you can add on a little mm-hmm. bit if you want to do that because there is a minimum purchase mm-hmm. and it's $45, which is not bad. No, and the marketplace I
0: was looking to about that, that I mean, you can buy stuff for breakfast, you can, I mean, you literally can everything that you need for the week just buy peach dish which is great you can even buy stuff for your dogs they Mm -hmm. have you have really great dog treats and things like that so
1: yeah i mean a lot of people think their dogs are like their kids right yeah so they want something
0: in that box for their dogs i know we uh, we're guilty of that with our dog we don't have any kids so our dog is yeah our kid and yeah he is we feed him organic broccoli and that's awesome. He goes to the chiropractor. <laughs> I know. He's also 15 and a half years old, so we do have to treat him pretty gently. He's, Aww, he's an old, old soul. Pup. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so Judith, if people want to be able to go and find more about Peach Dish, if they want to order some dishes for themselves and follow you guys on you know social media and stuff, how can they do that?
1: Um, well, peachdish.com is the website. Um, there's lots of information to explore there about one of my favorite pages is our farmer's and suppliers page. You can click on that, and it'll take you to all the farms we support. And then from there, you can go to their their websites. Um, we're really trying to help facilitate relationships between eaters and food producers. Mm. So that page is really meaningful to me. We're all over social media. I mean, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, I believe that all of our handles are, fa- are Peach Dish, except mm-hmm. for on Twitter. It's okay. Peach Dish ATL, because somebody already had Peach oh, Dish. Oh, darn it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, Judah, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all this. And uh, I just have to say that I admire you so much, and I think it's really a beautiful thing to see how just your past and, you know, ev- not just from family past, but, you know, your training and love of gardening And then your experience, uh, you know, in the hospitality industry has all come together for what you do now. And you are making a big difference. And so I thank you for that. And thank thank you you so much for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is interesting, isn't it, how Mm -hmm. in hindsight, our life makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. You guys have a great day. If you'd like to
0: try Peach Dish out for yourself, then you can get $15 off your first order by entering this code, HeidiRue18, and that's spelled H-E-I-D-I-R-E-W-18. That's Heidi Rue, H-E-I-D-I-R-E-W-18. And you can get $15 off your first order. I tell you what, I am a huge fan of Peach Dish. In fact, I ordered Zeb Stevenson's Chicken and Dumplings from them recently. And if you want to follow along with like how I made it and how it turned out and everything, then you can find that out on my Instagram page. That's at Heidi Rue, and if you missed the day of the story, then you can always click on the little um, icon for food, and you can see all of it there. Hope you enjoy your peach dish.
1: As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife, and if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it.